0: Hello, I'm Kenny Smith, and this is The Best Story I've Heard Today, a podcast for news junkies. We know you can't possibly see or hear all of the great content being produced, so we're bringing you a story that you might have otherwise overlooked. Our guests each day tell us about the best story they've found today, and today we're pleased to welcome back to the program Joe Coleman, who is a professor of journalism at Indiana University. Joe, thanks for joining us again today.
1: Hi, Kenny. Thanks for inviting me. Tell us about the story you found and tell us why the rest of us should read it as well. I saw this story in the New York Times a few days ago about bricklayers and bricklaying robots. And I'm interested in work and I'm interested in how technology is changing, changing work. And uh, the other thing that I really liked about the story was, you know, we don't think of bricklayers as necessarily being craftsmen, but uh, but they are. There are certain – there's an artistic – side to their job there's a precision to their job that uh, robots can't replicate. And so it was just kind of an interesting story to me. I I liked it. I like things uh, that have concrete images, concrete objects, people doing stuff in stories, and I like to use those in classes. The only good thing about the story was uh, they have some good video. And it's not every day you get Nice, long video of someone laying bricks. So that, that was sort of my entryway into the story.
0: Right away he's talking about – or we're talking about ruthless efficiency, which is both the bricklayer and then he there's the contrast to the plotting sort of nature of this robot that's building stuff too. And there's a John Henry versus the steam engine kind of thing to this. In terms of the larger conceit of the story, what's going on here? This is a race; Uh, it's a demonstration piece, yeah. But a race against something else too. And I think this is really what appeals to you in terms of the occupational aspect of this,
1: right? Yeah, uh, there are a couple of layers to the story. One is that you know, can can a machine do something better than than a human can? And in the case of bricklayer, it's interesting because the tools of bricklaying have not changed. In centuries, basically, there's no uh, technological advance that has made bricklayers increase their productivity. So productivity is kind of stagnant. There's also a lack of bricklayers, and that is kind of crimping the construction industry. There's a housing shortage in this country in many many parts of the United States, and that's an issue. Uh, the cost of of hiring humans and paying their health insurance, et cetera, is, is is very high. And so it would seem to be the type of industry that would be ripe for, for a robot takeover. But it turns out that humans are just much better at laying bricks than robots, the robots we have today are. Uh, humans are, are faster, they're more precise. The only downside is that they're expensive and they tire more easily than a robot. And so there's a great quote in the middle of the story where we're not looking at the first hour of work, we're looking at the fourth hour of work where you can set a robot up and it'll just keep going. Whereas a human will get tired out and will need to take you know bathroom breaks and need lunch and so on, whereas a robot won't. Uh, but the technology is not quite there. So it's sort of a story of you know John Henry wins this round you know and it's just a matter of figuring out you know what how things are going to be 10 20 25 years down the line the other problem is the technology right now is uh, prohibitively expensive and so i think one of these machines costs something like 400,000 bucks so it, you know it, it it's an expensive proposition so it's not easy to replace uh, bricklayers with, with robots just yet, but it might be someday.
0: You're using some interesting words there. Today, someday, 20 years from now, yet. These are all sort of interesting nods to what feels like something like an, an inevitability. I wonder, do you see a, a position before we give all of this up to Skynet and the robots? Is there an overlap?
1: Yeah, it, it could be. I mean, you see that in... Uh, in a lot of industries where humans are doing some things and robots are doing other things, they are sort of working together. It's building cars now. Right, exactly. Exactly. I once wrote. Uh, I once did some research about a group of artisans in Japan that actually make the nose cones of the bullet trains, which go you know, 200 miles an hour, but they made them with by hand with hammers, which hmm. was really interesting. That. Using that hammer, they were able to make something just as aerodynamic as a computer would or uh, you know, some sort of automated system would at much less cost and more to scale because you don't need that many copies of a nose cone. You don't need 10 of them or something like that for a particular model. And so it doesn't make sense to build a whole machine just to make that one nose cone if you're only going to make a handful of them. It's much easier for the artisans to do it.
0: You're seeing now evidence of of robotics coming into the marketplace in terms of fast food. I just saw a great video of a California burger chain that was flipping burgers. Um, And the video promised that the robot gets smarter the more it sees. But it still needs a human to put on the cheese. (laughs) So that day is coming. There are now projects that are building uh, by 3D printer. They're building houses in a fraction of the time, even that the most ruthlessly efficient bricklayer could build. So if I am an aspiring bricklayer, what would your advice, Joe Coleman? You spend a lot of time looking <laughs> at occupational workforces in, in your various aspects of your work. Should I be a bricklayer or should I be the guy that works
1: on the robots? And aspire, oh, work on the robots. <laughs> 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 Though I like the, the one other thing about this story is that the, it focuses on a content, bricklaying contest, which is sort of a display of the very best of the bricklayers. Uh, and they, they're pretty amazing. I mean there was a, pretty much in, in one hour each mason has to lay an average of nine to ten bricks a minute. So these guys are moving really, really fast.
0: With precision, with
1: with precision, yeah. And then they measure all the walls to see, you know, who was more precise. And sometimes, <laughs> you know, it can be determined by less than a quarter of an inch.
0: Why are the robots slow at this point? Robots can do pretty much anything we program them to do if we give them the right hardware and software. How is that working that they're just not as quick as the human can be?
1: It seems like there's a. There are a lot of maybe unconscious judgments that humans are making that the robot is not able to do at a great speed. The it's human not. element. The human, the human element, yeah, is which that... we're all holding on to. <laughs> desperately clinging. Des- in, desperately clinging. To if me. it's
0: happening in your, in your industry, you're desperately <laughs> clinging at least until retirement pretty much. Is that Is that the idea here? Uh, pretty much, yeah. I think so. What does that person, in this case a bricklayer, do if they have spent the years mastering their craft, honing their skill, and they are 40, 45,
1: they are a bricklayer? What do
0: you do if all of that goes away at that point in your professional life?
1: What a lot of people sometimes do in that situation is become – take on a teaching role uh, in order to sort of prolong their viability as an employee – uh, especially in a uh, job and that makes physical demands on you. You can't keep going until you're 70 or 75 and, in a physically punishing job. So people look for opportunities to sort of move into areas that take – continue to use their expertise and their knowledge but in sort of a mentoring role than actually doing uh, – doing anything. I mean, that's what was happening with this company I was telling you about in Japan with the nose cones. They, These older guys were then training newer employees because it was just taking a physical toll and they were all in their late 60s. If the bottom is going to fall out of an industry, you want it to happen sooner in your life maybe rather than later. Like if, you know, the bottom is going to fall out of the bricklaying industry, you know, Terrific if it happens when you're 25 because you've got – you're still young. You can mm-hmm. s- change gears. You can get more education. You get more training. Do but if you're like that. 55, you're not going back to school. But if you're 55, man, that is just the worst yeah. because too young to retire, you know, uh, and – Too old uh, to learn and, and, bricklaying and, robotics. And, and too old to get hired, you know. It's just mm-hmm. such a struggle for people in their mid-50s to get hired.
0: Last question that is not a, a new phenomenon that's been going on in in modern societies for a couple of generations now mm-hmm. in terms of machines coming in and, and augmenting or replacing careers. are people of our generation a- and younger generations even are they going to see accelerated rates of that where more and more occupations are erased from viability in terms of the human component?
1: Companies are always going to look for ways of either boosting the productivity of the people there they have or replacing people with more productive machinery so i don't think that's going to that's going to change you know unless the money for re- for development and research starts to dry up and then it might slow down but it's not that's not a pretty situation either
0: Or until the robots start demanding health (laughs)
1: care. That's right.
0: (laughs) The article we've been uh, discussing is, Bricklayers think they're safe from robots? Decide for yourself, and you can find it in the New York Times. We've got links for that story and for Joe Coleman below the audio player. Please do check those out. Joe, thanks again for joining us today. Thank you. This is the best story I've heard today. We hope you've enjoyed the show and that you'll share it with others. Thanks for listening. We look forward to sharing stories with you again very soon. I'm Kenny Smith.